When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Primetime action here on a Monday. Matt Brown, Adam Candy, Kelly Bidlin behind the glass. Danielle Alvari with us as well. We are tracking the playoff hockey games. We have game seven up here with Montreal up two to nothing. If you had any conviction whatsoever on the Maple Leafs, you can get plus 575 at this juncture uh, with about 19 minutes left to play in the final period. Plus 575 on the power play, P.S., so think about that if you were factoring it. Yeah, up to 600 actually now. So six to one if you did want to get in on the Maple Leafs. We are, oh, we have, we have a goal. That Travis Zajac, no, Kyle Palmieri, you traded uh, midseason from the New Jersey Devils over to the Islanders. And it is 2-1 for the NYI against Boston, nine to go in the second. Actually, so I was sitting here about to say we're tied up, and then it did the little turn gray, mm-hmm. flips to two to one. And there we have it. We also have a first pitch coming in baseball here pretty soon with an action, uh, with, a, with a pretty good pitching matchup going tonight. Uh, Jack Flaherty for the Cardinals against Trevor Bauer for the Dodgers. Bauer and the Dodgers, uh, a two to one favorite, as you would imagine. Everybody bets the Dodgers. Everybody bets Trevor Bauer. That is no surprise to me whatsoever. Uh, I guess what is a little bit of surprise here, Adam, is that you know we've seen. Although his last outing was not as great, uh, we have seen at least Flaherty um, be fairly decent so far this year. Uh, that said, 
whenever you look at the underlying stats for you know for him and for Bauer, um, Bauer certainly superior. Three seventy eight xFIP for Bauer, thirty four percent K rate, an absurd thirty four percent K rate for him, and only an eight percent walk rate. So he's he's you know got his control pretty good. Swinging strikes at twelve point seven percent as well, just absolutely phenomenal there. Um, Bauer two to one though, no. No. I ended up going in late on this thing uh, with another first five under three and a half. Uh, I don't want two to one on Bauer, uh, yeah. largely because I don't think there's that big gap between him and Flaherty, and this Cardinals lineup isn't bad. Also, on the Dodgers side of things, uh, Mookie Betts was out yesterday with an illness. He's back in tonight, but of course, you're getting Mookie Betts off whatever was wrong yesterday. Cody Bellinger is still kind of figuring things out, of course, from coming back off that uh, that calf injury. So you're not getting a full-speed Dodgers lineup either. So in the end, I know Flaherty is outperforming the underlings, but he's also a guy with a great history of performing at this level. Betts, Muncy, Turner, Bellinger, Smith, Lux, Taylor, and McKinstry. They also got back McKinstry as well over the weekend. Kind of their utility do-it-all guy that was having a really, really good season until he strained his oblique and was uh, – and was, you know, I think he's missed since the beginning of April until he came back over the weekend as well. But that's the lineup tonight for the Dodgers. Edmund, Carlson, Goldschmidt, Arenado, Molina, O'Neill, Sosa, and Williams for the Cardinals. Danielle, is this one of your first inning bets or no? It is. It I is. have uh, the last two games, I have no run in the first inning going. So uh, so we're going no in both of those. I, I, did, I can I get with you there. I did also add Dodgers money line in the first five at minus 120. So hopped on that as well. You just couldn't couldn't help yourself. No. You were sitting there. You were like a light card tonight, you know? Felt a little light. <laughs> I had won some money. She's like, I only good. had four bets in. It was light night. She I needed let to Adam outdo her. Come on. Yeah. That's what it was. She she saw she she got envious. She saw your your betting slip, Adam. She's I, like, Okay. I got seven bets tonight, which is a strangely large night for me. <laughs> like maybe I'm, you know, getting rubbed off on by sitting next to Danielle all these days. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was uh it was uh, certainly when that popped up. I was like, "Look at you guys! I've, uh, look at you guys! Mine, mine is mine's dead." I had the over on the Sixers, and then when Embiid went down, that was uh, that was dead. They've only they've only scored 15 points here in the third quarter, uh, Kelly. But that's so, okay. Look, we've got we've got our live bets on the Wizards, which are looking yes, solid. Yes, true. So we are at least uh, sitting at uh, 8678 in favor of the Wizards. Did get in on the Wizards live. I got plus six and a half. Adam has plus seven and a half, and. Uh, Again, that was just uh, based off of this Embiid news. And, um, you know, so far, so good. Anyway, we shall see how it all plays out. Um, again, Joel Embiid goes down with a knee injury in this one. We'll get some some further clarity as to how that all plays out. But, um, Adam, without Joel Embiid, if if this turns into anything, and we'll, uh, we'll talk to, to, to JBT here in just a second, but the Sixers team that everybody was saying, well, maybe they could actually make some noise here. Uh, without a healthy Embiid, I could not run faster away from this team, that's for sure. Primetime action here on a Monday. Matt Brown, Adam Candy, Danielle Alvari, and Kelly Bidlin. Um, what do you what, – I mean, this Sixers team, would you would you bail on them? Because I would bail with the quickness on so them. So here's the funniest part about this. After they won game three quite handily, 
This got pulled off the board for series prices. You couldn't even get the Wizards, and you still can't get the Wizards. And so I'm going to be very curious to see where this pops back up uh, either later tonight or maybe tomorrow morning when we have a little more clarity on Embiid's situation. Well, let's go ahead and talk to our senior NBA analyst. You can find him on Twitter, at MeJVT, Jonathan Von Tobel. John, we are sitting here. Uh, we, we have the, you know, you know how it is when you're in the studio. We have the right. sound down. We didn't. We weren't able to see that, uh, that that Embiid wasn't even out on the court. We find out that he's that he's gone, misses the whole second quarter, and then gets ruled out at halftime. And you take a look at this and the way that you know they've responded. 17 points here in the third quarter with him out of there. I mean, what is the Sixers? What is the Sixers team now? I mean, I know I'm asking you for instant reaction. We don't really know the the severity of this injury or anything. But you know, what is what is the Sixers team now? I mean, they're dust, right? If if if, if Embiid's even you know, 70%. Yeah, look, I'll, I'll tell you this. Like, if, if we know that Embiid is done for an extended period of time, yeah, I would agree with the sentiment that you want to run away, like, from this team, right? If we're just looking at what we saw in the regular season, Phil is a team that was outscored by a point per possession in the minutes which Joel Embiid was off the court. If you look at it with the, the from the perspective of Ben Simmons on the court, this is a team that, look, if it's just Ben Simmons' team, it's a quicker team, it's a faster team, they get up and down the floor, they're solid defensively, but there's not a lot to offer from an offensive standpoint. We did see this, right, in an extended period of time. If you guys remember the Philadelphia 76ers when Embiid went off the floor for that knee injury in the regular season, you know, they went on a pretty decent run over like a 10-13 game stretch. But if you look at it with Ben Simmons in control, Joel Embiid off the floor, negative 5 net differential, 107.4 in offensive rating, a 112.4 defensive rating. This is a completely different team without Joel Embiid. You even saw it. It was insane. I was looking at the uh, the stat line and realized that he finished the, the first quarter, guys, with 8.6 rebounds and 2 assists and a steal. <laughs> Right. Like he's insane with the value that he has for this team. So if he's out for an extended period of time, like if we know he's going to be done for a series or anything like that, we don't want to get too dark. We obviously have no idea. The Washington Wizards are extremely live to take this series back, but you obviously want to know more about what's going to happen with them. John, we talked earlier a little bit about the game coming up here in just about 20 minutes between Utah and Memphis. And I think the consensus opinion in the studio was that five and a half was maybe a little bit short uh, with the way the Jazz have played the last couple of games. What's your handicap here? Yeah, so I, I kind of, it's simplistic, but I boil it down to a simple math equation, right? Because if you look at it, the, the Memphis Grizzlies guys are just behind the eight ball mathematically going into a game. In the regular season, the Utah Jazz made five and a half more three-point attempts in a game than the Memphis Grizzlies did, right? This is a Memphis Grizzlies team that's 19th in terms of opponent three-point frequency in the regular season, 20th in opponent three-point shooting from beyond the arc, right? This is something that we talk about. This is a staff, right, that hails from the Bud, the Bud principles defensively. So we're talking about emphasis on rim defense, allowing perimeter shots. You see that in their season-long numbers, and then you get over the last two games. Guys, the, the Memphis Grizzlies have had a thir- was it 17 fewer makes from three-point range over the last two games than the Utah Jazz. That's a massive gap to try to make up. And look, I, I think you've seen these games get a little higher scoring because the Grizzlies do have something working for them, right? The Jazz, throughout the season, have had trouble with elite mid-range scores. John Morant's averaging 30 points a game. You had Chris Paul do what he did to them in the regular season. That's a little bit of a problem, but you're trading threes for twos. And so how are the Memphis Grizzlies going to make up that gap unless the Jazz come out and have a pretty bad shooting night because this is a team that in the postseason has taken nearly 50% of their attempts from beyond the arc. So you can kind of rely on that. But if you're handicapping on, all right, cool, I'll take five because I think the Jazz are going to have a cold shooting night. It's a really tough, it's a tough task to ask. So I would agree with that. Like five, five and a half seems short. And, and I'll say this too, just a really quick note. You know, we notice that on a game to game basis, we see the market kind of adjust according to results, right? Brooklyn is now laying 12 in this closeout game against the Celtics. 
Celtics, even though they were laying eight-ish in the first game against the Boston Celtics as the results have been lopsided. We saw what Philly was laying earlier today. So there's a respect for Memphis, but I just don't know if it should be there given the road that they have to hoe when it comes to three-point shooting and the differential between these two teams. We will head to the fourth quarter. The Wizards with a 12-point lead. They outscore the Sixers 32-19 to in the third. And what that does is have them as eight-and-a-half-point favorites live in this thing right now as we head to the fourth quarter. John, let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about some of the games for tomorrow. And, I mean, mainly let's go down to the Lakers and the Suns. As we sit right now, the Suns, five-and-a-half-point favorites, 207, 207 and a half. This obviously is assuming that Anthony Davis is not going to play in this game with the Suns' favorite at five-and-a-half. Uh, we've seen Anthony Davis, you know, I mean, listen, it's the joke, right? I mean, how, how it's not when, it's not if he's going to get hurt, it's when. And so here we go again with with all of this and what do you make of this series now with you know the news that Anthony Davis is at least we got to think not going to be 100 percent for the rest of the series well that and you know obviously lost in all of this is the fact that one of the best three-point shooters actually the best three-point shooter Contavious Caldwell Pope is questionable as well right so now we have this issue compounded it's one of your best offensive players in terms of isolation scoring and Anthony Davis outside of LeBron James and one of your biggest weaknesses three-point shooting and now one of your best guys maybe he's not going to play either in that regard so this is a tough ask for the Los Angeles Lakers but you know I, I was thinking this in terms of a strategy Matt you know if you look at some of the numbers for the Lakers when LeBron James is flying solo right this is a team that still outscores opponents by 7.1 points every 100 possessions. And when I mean flying solo, Anthony Davis on the court, LeBron James on, uh, on the court, right? So you get these solo LeBron minutes, and they're actually still a decent team. Offensive rating's about 113. Defensive rating's pretty solid. So my thought coming into a game like this was to wait in game and wait for the minute that LeBron James hints the bench. Because without Anthony Davis, without LeBron James, and potentially without Contavious Caldwell-Pope, you know, you wonder where this offense is going to come from at all for the Los Angeles Lakers. You know, if you're asking a guy like a THT to, you know, run massive minutes and run an offense or something like that. Alex Caruso is really dynamic off the ball with LeBron James on the court, but he's not exactly a guy who can run your offense and, and score in isolation and create shots. So I think that would be the strategy for me. You know, I wouldn't be surprised to see the Lakers get off to a decent start in this game and then in-game attack something where you can get a little bit of a better number the second LeBron hits the bench because those minutes are going to be pretty rough for the Los Angeles Lakers. We have the Trailblazers and the Nuggets all knotted up, heading back to Denver. Uh, I have a hard time figuring out that performance out of the Nuggets uh, in game four, John. Uh, Maybe you have a better handle on exactly what went wrong uh, for Denver in that game. We've seen them put up that type of performance generally against some of the lesser teams over the last couple of years, but at that spot against the Blazers to be under 100 points, uh, what went wrong with the Nuggets? Yeah, they looked, you know, Nikola Jokic looked like a little fatigued, surprisingly, right? Like a guy who had played 72 games, who had been really good in the regular season, he looked, looked, looked disinterested. And the other pieces around him, right? If Nikola Jokic is not going to perform at his MVP level, it is hard to ask the other pieces, especially given the injuries, right? You don't have a Jamal Murray to take the pressure off of you if you're Nikola Jokic. You know, this is a constant ask of you. And so when you have those gains, the ancillary pieces are probably going to suffer. And I, I think we saw that. You know, I, I do think, though, like when we talk about this series, guys, it's pretty interesting like the way overall we view a team like Denver, right? Because there is this disadvantage that the Nuggets have, right? Their, their backcourt is extremely up against it when it comes to guarding C.J. McCollum and Damian Lillard. Bakuna Campazo can have a good game like he did game three, but for the most part, it's probably going to be a nightmare, and he's up against it from a defensive standpoint. Austin Rivers, not really great. He saved you in game three. We didn't have much there. 
but you know, this is still, I think, a team that has an advantage up front, right? We still are looking at them with the fifth best, sixth best offensive efficiency in the postseason, right? Because of Portland and their lack of defense, especially when Yusuf Nurkic is down on the floor, and they have home court. So I think it was a bad showing for them. And keep in mind too, you know, I have Denver before the series started the plus one twelve. So maybe I I am looking at this in terms of ignoring some of the flaws. But I do think that you have home court the rest of the way. You have a clear advantage whenever Yusuf Nurkic goes to the bench, and they have no answer for you. Uh, you know, within four feet of the basket. I think that when you look forward as a team, like I still think this is a team that is very live to win this series and, and win this game against Portland. You know, I, I think because of the downgrade of the backcourt, we tend to find negatives pretty quickly for a team, especially an underdog. When in games two and three, from a defensive standpoint, the Portland Trailblazers are absolutely awful. But that's not the extended conversation right after four games. It's, oh, my God, what's happened to the Nuggets after game four? That was a terrible performance. And I, I still think they have some advantages, including the home court, that I think work in their favor eventually they win in seven. And I think, by the way, I think it's a pretty good spot for them coming up tomorrow. We're talking to our senior NBA analyst, Jonathan Bontel. You can find him on Twitter, at MeJBT. John, uh, the Hawks and the Knicks, I mean, they finally get a a decent game out of Julius Randle, though, as Adam pointed out earlier in the show, a lot of that did come later on in the games, really struggled early on in that one. And and you look at the the box score, right, and you kind of start to look, and you're like, there wasn't really anything glaring as to why they the, the, the Knicks lost as badly as they did but you, you just look at this I mean and now here they are point and a half favorites as we look ahead to Wednesday um, is are, are we still buying in on this Knicks team I mean it just to me I don't know where it, I, I, I it's hard for me to buy in on this team whenever I can't get a consistent performance out of the guys that I have to get any sort of consistent performance out of yeah, you know, and look, Candy knows where I fall on this series, right? You know, I was on Atlanta before it started because, and I thought there was something that's, that stuck out to me, Matt, in terms of this box score. You know, if you look at the games that they played in Orlando, uh, this is, or excuse me, Orlando, Atlanta, uh, the Hawks have played very well from beyond the arc. They have shot well over 40% uh, from three-point range at home in those two games in their three wins. They're shooting 43% from beyond the arc. You know, this is a Knicks team that if you looked at them defensively, there's a couple of things that stuck out about them, right? One, they gave up a lot of perimeter shots. I think they were 23rd, 24th in the regular season of opponent frequency of attempts from three-point range, but they were first in three-point percentage uh, defensively. So those two things kind of don't drive. You give up a ton of three-point shots, but opponents shoot really poorly. You go to the statistic that's one of the things that I've been kind of pointing out a lot with the Knicks in the regular season, third most wide-open looks from beyond the arc, but opponents shot 34% on those shots. And one of the biggest differences in this series is the Hawks are making them pay for it. They're still giving up the third most wide-open looks from deep, but you know what's happening now? The Hawks are shooting 47% on those shots and so when you're consistently giving up those looks compounded with the fact that Julius Randle is you know averaging only 16 points per game in this series that RJ Barrett has kind of been non-existent you get the results that you have so I wouldn't be insanely surprised coming back home I think it's pretty clear they have a really strong home court advantage now you know I thought this was going to be a six game series so it's kind of along the script that I expected you know have the Hawks team come out miss some wide open shots maybe have put up another poor offensive performance lose this one and go back to close it out in Atlanta but I, I think the three-point shooting has been a very big difference for Atlanta, especially in their wins. Tonight uh, with the Jazz and the Grizzlies, John, uh, any props that you're interested in or you think might be uh, a little bit off market? 
No, you know, I hadn't seen anything yet that's, that stuck out to me, Adam. You know, I, I am interested to see, you know, as the market kind of continues to climb on a guy like John Moran, like I said, like he has been absolutely spectacular in this series. And he's the prototype of a guy that gives the Jazz problems, right? You know, the Jazz are one of those analytically sound teams. You know, we're running off the three-point line. We're going to stop you from attacking with them for the basket. But the mid-range area is essentially yours as an opponent. And, and John Moran has really made them pay for it. Like he has done a fantastic job in this series from a scoring perspective. And by the way, he's a guy that doesn't really have a reliable jumper like a Chris Paul option, right? Like the reason why Chris Paul does so well is he can do all that. Plus he can hit his jumper from anywhere. Not really uh, hemmed into just a short mid range area with that floater that Ja likes to hit. So, you know, this is a, this is a kid that I think is really coming into his own. Uh, you know, I think that the first few games, the market's been a little slow to catch up on his point total. So maybe this is starting to creep up, but if anything, John Morant in terms of his scoring, he's been absolutely electric and averaging 33 points a game on 51% shooting. There's no, no sign that he's going to slow down. And statistically it makes sense that he's not going to slow down. John, before we let you go, is anyone beating the Knicks? I mean, in the Nets. Whoa, who's beating whoa, the Nets? Whoa, who, I, think the, be- I think the Hawks are taking care yeah. of that. No. Who's, who's, who's beating the Nets? I mean, like when you look at when you look at this, and you have three guys that can do what these guys do. And again, yes, I mean, maybe once a series, all three of them can can be contained or just have a bad shooting night. But the odds of all three of them not being able to get off like several times during the course of a series just is so improbable. I mean, who who who, who can beat this team? So I think I think there's two options, man. There's two teams that come to mind. It's the team that they're about to face in the Milwaukee Bucks just because they have, like, the pieces, right, from a physical standpoint. Chris Middleton, Drew Bledsoe, Giannis Antetokounmpo are physically built to take on those three, right? And so you have those pieces that can stay in front of them whenever they roll their big three out there on that floor. You have a really decent bench from an offensive standpoint to kind of take advantage of the lesser units that they're going to roll out there, even though they have staggered those minutes. There's a lot of solo hard minutes, so how those are against the bench of the Milwaukee Bucks is going to be really fascinating but on the surface I think Milwaukee's kind of got the pieces to do it I still think there's some flaws in Milwaukee I think that perimeter defense is really going to get tested against the Brooklyn Nets but I think that's one team that comes to mind and this might be crazy but they have the momentum back and they have home court back but I still think the Los Angeles Clippers are built built relatively well to take this team on again you have a defensive stopper in Kawhi Leonard you have Paul George who can at least match up with one of these guys and you can throw Marcus Morris on you know the third I guess lesser piece if you want to call it that but however you want to dictate that there are still the physical matchups there for the Los Angeles Clippers from a shooting standpoint they can exploit a little bit of a shaky perimeter defense too so I think those are the top two uh, you know on my list I, I guess Philly would be third mainly because I don't see who's guarding Joel Embiid but if you're going to get in a hey we'll outscore you competition right the Boston Celtics just tried that over the two games in Boston they had an offensive rating of 130.1 and they still got outscored by 4.7 points every 100 <laughs> possessions because the Nets are so good so I think those two teams would really be at the top of my list just if you look at the matchups that they present on paper he is VEASAN Senior NBA Analyst. You can find him on Twitter, at me, JBT. John Von Tobel, thanks for the time tonight, man. Always thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. So uh, we tacked on another one up here, Adam. And uh, what it, Kelly, you wanted to you – you want, the team you wanted to bet at a big price, now you're just going to have FOMO over there. Yeah. yeah I mean, <laughs> it's hockey. Yeah. Whatever. The, the yeah. idea that the Islanders were going to score three goals in the second period, like – that's probably the scariest thought about where this series could go, that the Isles are capable of scoring three goals in a single period. Uh, they go to the third, up 3-1 over the Boston Bruins. Uh, I'm looking it up right now, unless you have it, Kelly, in terms of the live line there. It is uh, plus 550 on the Bruins going into 
the third. Uh, my first five for the Dodgers and Cardinals got a break when Tommy Edmond overslid third <laughs> I on saw a steal, it. and a manager challenge uh, ended up getting him out. Daniel's so. no run in the first as well mm-hmm. s- survives with a with a and he braced himself. On the guy's glove, it was very easy to uh, to go ahead and call him out. Yes, so Edmund, yes, it was. yes, Edmund uh, definitely saved y'all y'all for that one, for sure. And again, uh, this Montreal is still leading two to nothing. We are under six minutes in that game seven. So again, it would take a a near miracle there, Adam, for Toronto. This is exactly how Toronto got their goals in the last two games, though, within about a three or four minute span. It's not over for the Leafs. We do have one more late baseball game to preview, and we'll run down the entire scoreboard. Primetime action here on a Monday. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you know do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts.
you VIP material? DraftKings VIPs enjoy exclusive benefits, enhanced promotional offers, top-tier customer support, access to personalized contests, and more. Visit DraftKings.com slash to learn more. Plus, everyone can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, and new customers can get up to $1,000 as a sign-up bonus. Sign up using the promo code VSIN to claim your exclusive offer. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Must be 21 or older. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Matt Brown. Adam, what's going on? Quick piece of news. Shams reports that barring a change, Anthony Davis is out for Game 5. For the Lakers, uh, they believe he can be reevaluated potentially for Game 6. So that line that had the... Suns out to five and a half. Uh, that could be history fairly soon. Yeah, that um, we assume that that was what was going on with with that line. But now that the news is officially out, we shall see. Now the Sixers have refused to let us coast here no. with our live bets. <laughs> kind of unkind. Um, I'm not extremely happy about this. Uh, we are sitting just a five point lead. The Wizards again entered this quarter with a twelve point lead. Um, so if they wanted to slow it down a little bit, I'd be okay. I'd like to coast this one in, if at all possible. Yeah, timeout uh, called by, I'm not sure whom, but the Wizards now 99-94, 7.53 remaining. 3.35 to go in Toronto, where an entire province might go on suicide watch, depending on how oh, this man. game goes, because, oh my Have God. Have we checked on Andy? We really should check uh, on Andy McNeil and uh, see what happens if the Leafs blow a 3-1 lead. Two of all teams, the Montreal Canadiens. It is an uh, empty net situation early here. Three Over over three minutes left still in an uh, empty net situation again in Game 7. So got to break out all the stops here. Uh, five and a half still on this Jazz-Grizzlies game that tips off here in about, no, oh, let's call it 15 minutes. Uh, 224 and a half is the prevailing total uh, in this one. Again, this is a game where Jazz lead 2-1 to one in this series. Grizzlies won the one game one and then have lost the last two by 12 and 10. Uh, Donovan Mitchell getting back into the lineup for them. He had 29 points in that game three. Didn't shoot well from downtown, though the rest of the team did. Uh, Spider only went two of 10, Adam, but the Jazz shot 44% as a team. So basically, while he was missing, everybody else was making. And our breakdown of this earlier in the show took me from a lean to a play on Donovan Mitchell, 25 and a half over. I think overs are pretty mm-hmm. much it for this game tonight. Uh, neither of these teams is going to be able to slow the other one down too much, especially considering what John Bontobo was talking about in terms of how John Morant matches up. Against, uh, against the Utah Jazz, and the Jazz in the two games with Donovan Mitchell in have averaged 131 points. On the baseball side of things, we also have a first pitch in about 15 minutes as well. It is the Mets and the Diamondbacks. As we sit right now, you are going to get a big number. You're going to lay a big number if you want the Mets because it's Jacob deGrom on the hill. Minus 180 right now, plus 150 you can get if you do want the Diamondbacks and Merrill Kelly. Adam, you talked about this a little bit earlier. For those just joining us, you're looking at a, a at an under situation here. One, Degrom, you don't really have to give his resume, but uh, you looked a little bit further into Merrill Kelly, and uh, as of late, he's been he's been pretty good as well. Merrill Kelly has been outstanding in his last three starts. Actually, uh, shut out the Dodgers in one of those, and 
Since the game, he pitched against Jacob deGrom on May 8th. 22 strikeouts against two walks. The walks were the problem for Merrill Kelly earlier in the year. Uh, by the way, that empty net situation has turned into a goal for the Montreal Canadiens. They're up three to nothing, and Ooh. it is pretty well over as, boy, this is just an epic collapse for the Maple Leafs. You could have had double digits uh, to one on Montreal when this was a 3-1 <laughs> series. And uh, Kyle Dubas is on the screen there, and the Toronto Maple Leafs are in a world of trouble. Uh, by the way, Mookie Betts, who I have under one and a half total bases, just, just got drilled in the back by Jack Flaherty. Uh, 90 I'll just say, nice. listen, listen, I had nothing to do with it. Jack and I are not <laughs> sharing money on this one. Uh, yeah, Merrill Kelly, I mean, if, if you look, too, I mean, he he doesn't put guys on for free either. Uh, only a 6.5% walk rate for him on the season now. Doesn't miss a ton of bats, 8.7% swinging strikes. But, um, you know, again, if you're not putting guys on base for free, some of these hits aren't really going to end up hurting you and don't, uh, don't come back to haunt you. So, yeah, I, I definitely see that. And, of course, I don't – again, we don't have to give DeGrom's resume. He's just been as phenomenal – as he could possibly be. One eight five XBIP, forty six point five percent K rate this season. Every other guy he's striking out essentially. It is unbelievable. Can't wait to see what he looks like as he's uh, coming back off of that lat strain tonight. We'll uh, run down the full scoreboard here. We'll recap our golf from this weekend as well. Primetime action here on a Monday. season is in full swing, so it's the perfect time to work on cashing tickets every day. Our VEASAN experts give you all the tools to make the most of every baseball bet, including live odds and analysis for every game on VEASAN.com slash MLB and our daily members-only best bet emails. Now is the time to start your free trial and take advantage of all the betting opportunities this baseball season at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Matt Brown. We have a final. Adam. The Montreal Canadiens will be moving on. They are three to one winners in Game Seven, and as you mentioned, just a uh, an, an epic collapse there. So right now, if you can find uh, futures up to make the Stanley Cup final, I would be looking at both Colorado and the Golden Knights because one of those two teams is going to get the winner of Winnipeg, Montreal. Not at all what the path to the Stanley Cup Finals looked like just about two weeks ago. Uh, you were probably going to have to go through a Maple Leafs team, or if Connor McDavid and Edmonton happened to be playing well, you didn't want to see them in that round too. So you should be able to get a little bit of value either on them to make the final or maybe even on Stanley Cup uh, futures on both Colorado and on the Golden Knights here. We have some winner videos because everyone's just winning around here on the on the on the desk. Uh, six outs, Alvari over here got a, got one of those home. Adam got some couple of basketball bets home. Got a hockey bet home. So I have to draw special attention to the uh, to the basketball bet because uh, those of you who uh, have have lived with Kelly and I for a little while here might remember when Danny Green let us down horribly <laughs> oh. on 
over three and a half points when he hit a three-pointer in the first five minutes of the game. Mm. We both had um, we both had limit bets on that one. Didn't come through. Mm. Uh, I had yeah. Sixers and Wizards over 118 first half. The game is sitting on 118 on the final possession of the first half. And who hits a three-pointer to put it over? As if to say, you know what? I'm really sorry I let you down. Here is one tiny fraction of the bet you lost back. Uh, Danny Green hits the three over in the first half. Um, and also, I had the Canadiens tonight plus 180. I got a question. Does that make you feel better about Danny Green and what he did to you that night or worse? Oh, absolutely Have not. You forgiven and forgotten? No. Uh, Oh my goodness! No, 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 no! I, I, I'm happy to, I'm happy to forgive, but I will never forget. Yeah, because right. I feel like that's one of those that's just really a reminder to you, more of like he helped win you a bet tonight, but it was like a, a very, very large reminder to you of what he did to you in the past. Yeah, you know, right? too little, too late. You know, she she broke up with me, left me for my best friend, but then sent me a birthday card. Yeah, right, exactly. You know, it's like that. Not really. It's like that. Yeah. Yeah. Mad smooth transition. Thoughtful. I'm just like, all right, where do we go from here? Uh, 106 to 104. Um, Sixers refused to go away. And what we thought was going to be a cruise fest here on our live bet is now going to be an actual sweat as we come down come down the line and uh, I was actually hoping we would coast home tonight. It doesn't look like it's going to be a situation. Or you could look at it like you're live in both of your bets. I, I mean, you're, you're I, yeah, I'm still gonna. Live. I would need a lot more points. You need here. overtime. Yeah, which of 16, course, 16 points in four and a half minutes. You could hit that. I guess I could. <laughs> I guess I could. You need the. You actually, what you need is the Wizards to shoot the ball a fair amount. You need the Wizards to come down and play quick and get the Sixers uh, moving up and down the court a little bit, opposed to the usual half court uh, lull they like to put you into. So we uh, we had the Charles Schwab challenge this past week over in Fort Worth. Jason Kokrak wins by two strokes over Jordan Spieth, who shoots a final round 73, just could not get anything going whatsoever. That being said, I did uh, have Jordan Spieth as my one and done this week, so a nice little pickup for me there. Um, still got a ways to go, but it did move me past Gill. And uh, Kelly, I'm coming for you. Wait. Coming for you, Spieth, with the eight hundred and seventeen thousand uh, dollars as the two. You huh? passed Gill. I said I passed oh, Gill. Oh, I thought you said you almost passed him. No. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah you're past Gill now, and you're, uh, yeah, you're just another win away, man. I'm coming. I'm coming for you. All right. So All right. let me let let me ask you a question. From your model, obviously, Coke Rack and Spieth, two guys you've talked about on the show mm-hmm. prior to the tournament. What in particular stood out to you about the way those guys were playing going in? Yeah, well, Spieth was just, I mean, Spieth was doing everything well, and he was doing everything well that we were looking for uh, heading into this tournament. Same thing with Kokrak. Like, I mean, his recent form, Kokrak's recent form is pretty much as good as anyone on on tour, is certainly as, as far as, like, getting uh, – as far as getting, you know, in uh, past the cut, I mean, he was making he was making cut after cut after cut, and he's just a live guy and all that. But I mean, both of them didn't play well. I mean, if you look at round four stats out of this, I mean, Spieth lost putting, he lost around the green, he lost on approach, he lost tee to green, he lost. He he just played pretty horribly, and then Kokrak didn't play that much better. He lost around the green, he lost on approach, he lost tee to green. Um, they just had so they had such a good buffer, Kelly, that like. It oh, was yeah. a rare instance where two guys can play as bad as they did and then still have no sweat whatsoever of, of anyone catching them because yeah. it was just they had such a it big buffer. It was just buffer. a match play. It was yeah. a match play for the last, what, I mean, 11 holes. But, but they didn't even have to ra- get get done with the front nine before it was kind of kind of down between the two of them. Of course, 
Adam and I respectfully held off texting you until it was. Uh, I do appreciate. Done, I do appreciate yeah. that because it was still. <laughs> it was still minimally stressful as watching these guys just go out and play so badly. I'm like so bad. I'm yeah. like, oh man, could this really? Could this really happen? Like, I mean, is this really going to happen? Uh, to Adam's uh, point about Spieth, though, I, I caught this on Data Golf uh, today, Matt. So, bet strokes gained overall strokes gained by month. This mm. month, Sam Burns number one. For the past two months, Jordan Spieth. For the past mm-hmm. three months, Jordan Spieth. For the past four months, Jordan Spieth. Past five months, Jordan Spieth. Yeah. Past six months, Jordan Spieth. Past seven months, Victor Hovland. You finally get to a new name. Yeah. This guy, I mean, he's been killing it. I mean, don't get me wrong. He was – I. I didn't want to add golf more. is hard. Sometimes it's, it's you're going to really go out hard. and yeah. uh, you're just not going to have it for a round. I mean, and he, he just was, didn't he was have a it. Top five guy in my model too. Yeah. It's just tough when you when, when we're running our numbers like this. It's it's tough choosing, you know, multiple guys that are that short of odds in a tournament like this. You, you usually got to pick one or two and leave leave off the re- the rest. So that was yeah. Spieth, Spieth was a guy I left off and and Kokrak, I think he he's been pretty consistent for us most of the, the you know past 9 months I would say about where he usually lands about in our models uh really has really picked up uh, his putting over the past year. Um so yeah, he was up there but both guys yeah, man, congratulations to you man. They were they were both up there but both non-plays for me this week. Yeah, it just and a lot of times it's, it just comes down to like we were talking about right like you just get a you just get like a, you get a, where they fall in your model compared to the price that you're getting, and then you just kind of like end up, yeah, and then you, you kind of just compare. end up. And they, I mean, like, and, 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 and hats off to our guys that always are our, our scores that always that, that actually, Seabass, uh, Patton, Kazire, uh, Grio, all of them held on this week. They yeah. all they all held on. They well, they didn't have any of the blow up rounds. I mean, Char- the Hoff made me some money, but it was kind of tough watching him go eight under sixty two on Friday, and then a five under sixty five yesterday. It's like, man, you, you you score well in two other rounds. You're right there. We'll uh, we'll take you home here with a, a live update. We are uh, we're tied in this game, Adam. So we are going to sweat this final segment for sure. Primetime action here on a Monday coming back. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Download the DraftKings Casino app now and use promo code VSIN to get a deposit bonus up to $1,500. DraftKings Casino has hundreds of ways for you to play. Choose from slots, blackjack, roulette, and so much more. It's also U.S.-based, making it safe, secure, and reliable so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available to play in New Jersey, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia only. Must be 21 or older. Eligibility restrictions apply for entertainment purposes only. No results guaranteed. Void where prohibited. See casino.draftkings.com for full details, Matt. It is going to come down to the wire. The Sixers, of course, can close this thing out tonight. They would be doing so without Joel Embiid, who left, uh, did not play the entire second quarter, was ruled out for the rest of the game at halftime. And here we are. Uh, Adam with Ben Simmons at the line, down one, 228 left in the fourth quarter. It does not go, so it will stay two as a one point. Two for 15. Did you catch that, Greg? I did catch the stat. Now, two <laughs> for 15 in the series from the free throw line. Seriously? Two yeah. for 15 in the yeah. series. You would think it's the three-point line. Like, for Ben Simmons, uh, the uh, trying to tie this game off 228 to go. So, I don't know. What, what do you think, Matt? You want to roll the dice on getting that? Sixers number over 119.5 by going to overtime and put our 6.5 and 7.5 and on the Wizards on the I, line? I do not. I do oh, not. Oh, you should. You, you would have to think you're looking pretty good if, if that happens. If they, um, if they get to 120, you got to assume Washington could score. Okay. I'll take the live. I'll just I'll just take the live bet. I'll go ahead and lose the Sixers 119.5. I'm okay with that. Uh, by the way, solo home runs in the inning for Gavin Lux and Chris Taylor, and the Dodgers are up two nothing behind Trevor Bauer as uh, Jack Flaherty has given up a couple. And I, was uh, say those I hope you're watching on Veasan.com right now as Danielle Alvari is mm-hmm. celebrating her Dodgers first five bet. The uh, well. those peripherals coming back to haunt Flaherty. I mean, we were saying we were yeah. saying that before that it was just one of those deals where his. His, his advanced metrics were not really adding up with what you were seeing that was taking place on the field. His last couple of starts getting back into what was probably should be, you know, what was going on with, with him so far this year. So, uh, again, Dodgers up two there, uh, two nothing there. 13 minutes, 40 seconds left in the third period. Islanders still holding that three to one lead over the Boston Bruins. If you did want to get involved live on this one, unless something just happened because my screen went dark. Are they are they in hack of Ben Simmons mode? Is that is that what I wouldn't you be at this point? I, ben I, Simmons I think is so. Yeah, I mean he's now Going I believe what three for three for eighteen, something along those lines. <laughs> Sorry, Matt. 
1,300, plus 1,300 on the Bruins if you think they can come back here with uh, 13 minutes left in the third period. The, we had a game on here that was 17 to 1 once. And, and we, we said, man, we should bet this on it. principle, and we didn't do it. And then they came back, and not only did they tie it, they won it, if you yeah. guys remember that. Kelly, you remember that. So 13's not quite there for me. No. <laughs> when we didn't bet that hockey game that time, we were like, well, we should bet on the, bet this on principle. And then like they came back and won. Oh, yes. Yeah. 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 That's been multiple times. But the problem is we're just not men of principle. Issue, but that, that was know? a 17 to 1, and it haunts me. We never stick to our yeah. principles at all. <laughs> We're in the bottom of the first <laughs> that, in the Mets and D game, by the way. That got dark. <laughs> well, we always say it's a principle bet, and then we never make it. We make it 40% of the time. Uh, yeah, we don't stick to our principles very much. But yes, bottom of the first in the Mets and D game. So three more outs, people. Let's get them. Let's get it done. Oh, so you're almost home on another one, huh? Mm hmm. I've already looking for a perfect night. I told you, I call this millennial betting. You just bet all the first periods, all the first innings, instant gratification. Yeah. I mean, there's there's three green checks that could easily <laughs> turn into five green checks. You know, before when this is uh when this is all said and done, we'll we'll know the uh we'll know the Mets and Diamondbacks before we get out of here. Um, right now, a missed free throw for Washington, one thirteen, one eleven, a minute forty left. Again, uh, the Sixers can can call this series. And uh, go home and rest if they go ahead and, and pull this thing out. They were trailing by 12 entering the fourth quarter and have fought back here again without Joel Embiid in this one. Adam, I got to admit, when they when they came in down 12, I thought it was I thought it was definitely over. 76ers just threw up three of the worst shots I've ever seen. <laughs> they, two of those were wide open. Yeah. looks at three. And Corkmaz uh, could have used a couple of those during the Danny Green game. Didn't quite get there. Run out for the Wizards, 115-111. This could, well, there's a bit. Oh, Simmons. There, there, that, was the, that was the Simmons hack right there. That Kelly. was the Simmons hack. They, yeah. Uh, Russ better be careful going too high, though. I don't know what's a technical foul anymore. Well, I mean, not, also, what's a, a that's kind of my point, right? Like, watch how high he goes the, here. There's Where a reasonable goes. chance that that's thing gets reviewed for a flagrant just based on the way he went after him. Right? Like, right there, the yeah. The second oh, arm, the right I guess, arm. I guess that could certainly be considered not a basketball yeah. play, right? Uh, the, the right arm is, is excessive. The problem that's what they're is, is that they, for. I don't think there's any intent to, like, injure. You know exactly what he's trying to do. He's trying to foul yeah. him to just uh -huh. put him on the line. Thank you. I, pre I appreciate that. If you want to use my referee expertise on this one, you're more than welcome to. Or you can throw out your rule book knowledge, uh, Kelly. That was very impressive. I like that. <laughs> what, what, uh, Adam, though, when you see something like that, I mean, I guess by the letter of the law, right? It's going to have to be. It's going to have to be a flagrant. That's more than likely a flagrant one because of the second arm. Like you can make a you can make a case that the right hand, uh, the left hand, and the attempt to block the shot is fine, even though he gets him in the chin. But when you bring that second right hand down on the shoulder, that right there uh, does not fit uh, the definition of a common foul. So I would not be surprised to see them add one here. I love having a ref on the show. <laughs> so able. helpful. Apparently, I'm, I don't. I'm your Gene Steratore. <laughs> Be able to just break it down just yeah. real, real quick. He's read the rule book. Oh, he's yeah, he's read the rule book Once timer, or twice. a time or six. Yeah. And too many times. <laughs> far, far too many times. Uh, a little bit of news as well. Um, 
today, Naomi Osaka pulled out of the French Open. Uh, of course, if you've been kind of following this, she has not wanted to talk to the media, and they threat they find her, then threatened harsher harsher sanctions on her. And so, wow. instead of deal with all that, she said, uh, "I just won't play this thing." Then, and she pulled out again. Not one of not really her tournament anyway. Not really her surface as it is anyway. But play. still, one of the bigger names in all of tennis. You know, pulling out here, Adam. And you know, I mean, I think if if that's what you know, I saw a lot of people talking about saying ridiculous things. That's what people do on Twitter. But, I mean, you know, listen, if this is what she feels is best for her, then I have no problem with, with what's going on with this. Absolutely not. And the threat that she was under of fines or, you know, being kicked mm-hmm. out of the tournament over whether or not she talks to the media is fairly ridiculous. Like, she could have pulled a Marshawn Lynch, showed up there and said, I'm just here yeah. so I don't get fined. And we could have all enjoyed watching Naomi Osaka play this tournament. So I guess my question back to you as someone who follows tennis a little bit more closely, how does this necessarily affect the draw? Even if she wasn't yeah. someone you were betting on, it does affect the draw. Yeah, I, I, not so much for me. I, I was kind of really ignoring, uh, kind of ignoring her in this in this tournament as it was anyway. So um, not a ton here. She says, I think now's the best time for the tournament. Other players and my well-being is that I withdraw so that everyone can get back to focusing on the tennis going on in Paris. I never wanted to be a distraction, and I accept that my timing was not ideal and message could have been clearer. And now maybe if there was any fault in all of that, maybe this could have been something that uh, Danielle's doing a dance. Did you win? That's six outs, baby. Six outs, Alvari. Yeah. Get it, get, gets another green check <laughs> over here. I love it. This guy's, this guy's talking about the mental health of Naomi Osaka. She's like, I cashed another one. I, <laughs> I support winner. it. Winner. I support it. Winner. Yeah. I mean, uh, by the way, that was a common foul. Uh, Doc Rivers nearly got a technical arguing of the fact that that was not upgraded. Ben Simmons hits one of two, 115, 112 with a minute to go. Wizards with the ball. Also, Naomi Osaka always supports securing the bag. So I think she would have supported that celebration there. Yeah. Oh, no, listen, you listen. We have to we have to get go in. OK, go. I think we're going to coast now. All right. Now we're going to 118. Everybody's a little 112. Here. Listen, we, there, there, that was a uh, that was a. A well-timed bet on our part, Adam, that should not have been as sweaty as it was. No, should, not should at not all. have been as sweaty as it we was. We also, you know, we as people who were looking at the Embiid injury hmm. might have also forgotten that the Wizards have played like first half defense throughout the second half here. The first half, I should say, the first half of their season defense in this series showed it again in the second half here, but a six-point lead, uh, I don't think even they can blow this one. Although, I will say, Matt, this is now going to be the Sixers gunning threes for the last 45 seconds of this game. Your team total is not completely dead no, yet. No, I'm not, I'm not completely dead yet. Uh, you know, I asked, J- I asked JBT, uh, Kelly, I didn't ask you, what are you, what is your thoughts now on this series if, you know, let's say Embiid's got to miss the next two or three games? Oh, they'll win. I think they'll win fine. I, I think that's uh, – I'm not real concerned about it for this series. Mm. I think going forward, absolutely, it's a major concern. I, I mean, this is – I mean, listen, they don't have Embiid. <laughs> I'll just say it. They don't have Embiid starting the series with the Hawks. They will lose that series. Okay, so let me <laughs> – I'm right. saying that right now. He I'm, misses a game of that series, the Hawks win that I'm series. I'm with you. If – I'm going to tell you this. If the Washington Wizards are going to put up 120 points a game, if they can, if they are going to score at this level, this series is not over. No, no. I'm telling you, I might look at them. I'm yeah. being dead oh, serious. I, I absolutely am going to, to put a little pizza money bet on the Washington Wizards if this game ends up the way that it looks like it's going to end up because the one thing you know they can do is they can score at an elite level, and the Sixers minus Joel Embiid cannot. And, and we're talking about 
you know, and, and it's it's a big story, and that's why we keep bringing up this Embiid thing, especially if you take a uh, take a look at betting lines. But one thing we we can't pass up. I mean, here's Russ with just another the most inefficient, disgustingly ugly triple double. Eighteen points, twenty boards, fourteen assists on three of nineteen shooting. Yeah, three of nineteen shooting. Uh, it was big horrible. numbers. Uh, remember that 13 to one that was yeah. up there on the Boston Bruins that you guys wanted to get in on that I don't think anybody actually did. Uh, that's a goal for the Boston Bruins. It is three to two Ooh. now in favor of the New York Islanders. Oh, let's see what that actually does here. To I, just to wrap up, like my one concern with down the to Wizards, plus 300 no. Wizards in this series would just be that their their defense was so good to end the regular season and has been. Out like out of this world, terrible in this series. Now, how much does that have to do with trying to defend everything Embiid brings to the table? Maybe a lot. I just don't, I don't I don't think they're going to be able to survive all the way to the end. I might give them a look for. Uh, I might give them a look though for the next game, at least. I just want to see what the number pops up at. Yeah, I'm going to take a look at that for sure. We are over on MSG Plus tomorrow for the first hour, so head over there and take a look and. Uh, you know, Danielle, another perfect night for her. Just keeps the just keeps on going. Congrats I needed to it you. After Friday, Looks so. like we're gonna get home on this one as well. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.